Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Okay, you guys, so we just sat down with Charles Porch. He is the head of global creative programs at Instagram. He was one of the initial team members at Instagram and one of the people responsible for making the algorithm change that sparked our entire business. This was such an incredible episode. I cannot wait for you guys to listen. What happened was Charles messaged us that he was going to be in New York. And initially we were going to just do a 10 minute segment that we were going to insert into one of our regular shows. But the conversation ended up being 25 minutes. We got to hear such a cool perspective from someone who knows Instagram better than anyone else. This was different for us and it was just such a great time. And I am so excited to hear what you guys think. So we are very excited today. We're doing something a little different that we have never done before. This is our first ever mini segment. We are here with Charles Porch, who is the head of global partnerships at Instagram. And we're going to spend the next 20 minutes or so just kind of talking about all things Instagram and comments. And hi, we're so happy to have you. This is such a blessing (laughs) and an honor for me. Oh, my God. You two are heroes. The content you are bringing us is incredible. I'm so honored to be here. I'm a frequent listener. I'm in really deep. So this is this is a big life moment for me. So thank you for having me. Well, I really you. appreciate it. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you for being I mean, here. Of course. Oh my God. So first off, I think let's talk before we even get into your your title and all that, because there's so much that I want to ask you. Let's just tell everyone kind of your history with the account, like how you found it, how we even got connected. Yes. So I found this account because one of my best friends for a long time is Aaron Foster of the, we'll call them infamous Foster sisters. Absolutely. I know they are previous guests, so I will try to um, do them justice <laughs> by being as entertaining as they are on this podcast. But, you know, I was in a snarky Instagram photo of Aaron's. You guys picked it up. <laughs> I found the account that way. And I was extremely excited. I have to tell you, not for being featured on comments <laughs> by celebs, but I'm a nerd. And I sit with product teams in Silicon Valley all the time. And I was trying to solve 
a problem with them, I want to say, a couple years ago, that people couldn't find their comments if they had tons of followers. So I was thinking of like a Kardashian. So if you're Kendall and Kylie comments, you get the notification, but you can't find it because it's buried. So we built comment ranking so the most relevant comments could be right at the top. And I never even imagined that there would be this use case and that (laughs) you all would build this business out of it, which I think these kind of businesses are the future of media companies. Don't want to speak for you. (laughs) Very excited about that. So when I saw this, I was over the moon and super excited. That's how I found you all and became an avid listener and follower. Oh my god. This is wow. this is really full circle. Wow. I don't even think I fully understood the scope of how crazy this is. Yeah. I, no, I don't I didn't. Wait, so let me ask you a question. Basically, kind of you are integral in us having a business at all. You were part of the change of algorithm. I guess I was part of that change. Yes, I give I give oh, a lot of feedback. You don't have to be modest here. <laughs> <laughs> you can take whole credit for it if you want. Well, listen, there are a lot of really smart product people and engineers that actually built it. Just in my crazy brain, I have all sorts of ideas going on all the time, and they make it real. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's full circle for me as well because I love seeing things like comments by celebs pop up. So oh I'm, my God. I'm thrilled. Thank you. Thank you so much. Was your initial, when you kind of realized that you wanted this change, did it come from a celebrity lens solely or or mostly? Yeah, I mean, I look at it for any account that's really big. So it could be a person. It could be an outlet like the New York Times. It could be a huge brand like Chanel. If you want to find specific interactions and you want to make it easier to interact, I think about those kind of uh, ideas to build in these new features so that it's actually useful to everyone. And then at the end of the day, Instagram's a community and everyone should be able to partake in the community. Part of the beauty of this is that all these people that you guys cover, they are, it's actually them. They're with their real friends and they're having the interactions just like they would IRL. Right, right. And now you can actually see that and that's super special and you can't really get it anywhere else. So I'm always looking for ways for them to express themselves in the best possible way and then for their fans to actually experience who they really are. Right. We're so aligned actually because it's kind of like our mission in a lot of ways is to humanize these celebrities and kind of just bring, like we, like you just said, their daily interactions into the public. <laughs> that's your goal as well. Exactly. Oh I mean, from really early on, if you think back six years ago, I was at Facebook, Facebook acquired Instagram, and I had a dream. I basically forced myself onto the Instagram team because back in those days, you think about it, pop culture, celebrity culture really ran on Twitter. Right. And I thought, there's a way to do this visually. Right. And I think we can bring this over here. And people really responded, and it just grew and grew, and took off, and here we are today and here. on the Comments by Celebs podcast. Oh, and I, I mean, thank God. I know. I know. I'm Listen, I'm thrilled. First of all, we're thrilled. We literally have you to thank for all of this. I, I won't I, take all the credit. There are many amazing people that, <laughs> that are behind the scenes. And none of them are here, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So tell us, just for everybody listening to get a better sense, you are head of global partnerships. What does that really mean if you were describing your, your job title? Sure. We make sure the biggest people, properties, and events in the world use Instagram as their hub for social media, the, the best place to express themselves to build a direct line to their fans. So that's really broad. So we support everyone from like the Kardashians or the Biebers or you look know, at James Charles, all the new creators all the way to the New York Times or the Olympics or even the Pope, who 
Fun fact, I got to onboard, and he held my hands and asked me to pray for him, and it was this crazy experience. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So we're making sure that Instagram is the best product for them, that it works really well, and that they have the right strategy on social media. So we're almost like consultants. Right. They get to ask us, how should I launch this album? How should I get this message out there? And sometimes they have no ideas. Sometimes they have too many ideas. Right. Um, and they learn from each other. So we make sure the best examples are out there. Wow. That's yeah. I mean, it's such a cool job. It really is. But that's such an interesting point. Like, what is to you, and I mean, I guess, you know, everybody is different, but generally, what is a good strategy? What makes a good post? Or what makes someone, you know, desirable to follow? I think authenticity is key. I feel like everyone says that, but everyone says it for a reason. Right. You can tell within a millisecond if it's actually the person. Of course. And you know right away. So I think that's the first piece. You want to be authentic. You want to express your, yourself in, in a way that's uh, not too perfect, that shows your real personality, that kind of thing. I think that's the first part. The second part is you want to be engaging and an active member of the community. So you want to comment both to your real friends. Maybe you want to comment back to fans. And then you want to participate in things that are actually happening within the community. That could be anything like interacting with your account to, you know, doing hashtag cats of Instagram because you're obsessed with cats a la Taylor Swift. Right. And that's a thing on Instagram. So how can you participate in that community and be a real member of Instagram? Right. And I think those are the real, really the key tenets that we always tell people. Right, yeah. absolutely. And people, I, I imagine, respond well to that. I mean, it's hard. You know, you tell someone to be authentic. And if they're having someone else do that for them, it's very hard to do that, which is why we always say in our own, you know, we're kind of, we look at this so analytically also, totally on a different lens than you, but similarly. Which I'm obsessed with, by the way. <laughs> and it, we can tell in five seconds if it's them or if it's their team. And we always say, when people say, what makes it good? We say, listen, when you can tell it's actually them, it's a whole other world. Because then the fans are so much more engaged. Exactly. Right? Right. You know what I mean? Like, you want to be noticed by someone that you think, like, for example, Gwyneth Paltrow. This is our thing. We think she fully does it herself. We know she does it herself. Yeah. Because she commented once saying, like, what what else does a mom do? Sit in the, in the bathtub with a glass of wine and comment on Instagram. I mean, she's genius at this. I mean, she has a special gift for Instagram comments, I would absolutely say. And I think, you know, Clang, the foster girls are friends <laughs> with her. So maybe you should ask them because I I wouldn't be able to tell you. We have to we have to talk about that. Yeah. Aside from everything else, Charles is also the inventor of Clang. I'm not an inventor, I'm okay. the importer. Importer of okay. the word okay. Clang. Okay. Importer of the word Clang. For any of you who haven't listened to our episodes with the Foster Sisters, which you should, can you just explain to everyone what Clang is? Yeah, so a little bit of background on Clang. I got <laughs> this from a group of British friends, like a very feisty group of British gay guys who use clang all the time. So when you are casually bragging about something, usually about a name drop or something that's really expensive, people drop the word clang. So saying, you know, I'm dear friends with Gwyneth Paltrow, someone would call you out by saying clang. It's like you're ringing a bell to call attention on yourself. And I debuted that with the Fosters, and you know they're good at making things go viral. So they really ran with it. We really have to start using it more because after that episode with the Foster Sisters, we couldn't stop. It was like, oh, I went to Chipotle, like, clang. <laughs> it just feels right. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? I can't believe I lived 24 years without it, quite frankly. In a British accent, it's even better. So, you know, if you ever have a British guest or a British friend, I would really try to 
try to make that work with them. I just feel like we need a British person on call with us at all times. Like, For just say it. Yeah. Yeah, like a special correspondent. <laughs> yeah, or maybe with we can a make Siri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what an idea. <laughs> yeah. So they keep me around. I want to hear, so who are your, some of your favorite celebrities to follow? Oh my God, that's exactly what I was going <laughs> to ask. <laughs> I'm just so curious. So I'm in really deep on a lot of things. I follow over 2,500 accounts. I don't wow. know how many you follow. I think I, around that. Yeah. I'm in really deep with, you know, our usuals, our Kardashians, our Biebers, but I go through phases of what I like. I think this has really been the year of the legendary actresses joining Instagram. And I'm in really deep on this. We've got Julia Roberts. We've got Diane Keaton with her amazing the, outfits the all the time. Best. It's incredible. Candace Bergen with Bergen bags. Oh. I am here for it. It is, you want to talk about authenticity? You can tell it's her, and you're getting her perspective on everything. And then, you know, Nicole Kidman, the Big Little Lies cast. I mean, the ability to see these women so authentically, once again, is something we've never had. And it's incredible. And they're good at it. I would say the pinnacle of that, like, authenticity and, like, actresses coming in, Courtney Cox. Yes, she she's is really oh good. Oh, my God. She came on board and just did it right. And the Friends building, the yes. going headed home under the apartment. I mean, that it's is incredible. Good. She does a great job. Yeah, she really does. That's an example of someone who just gets it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she doesn't have a team, but she clearly is doing it and she gets it. What I've learned yes. is that as training wheels, we tell a lot of people to have a private account first mm-hmm. under just a generic username so they can really get a feel for it and then really decide so if they want to be on Instagram because— I'm not in the business of forcing someone to be It's not for everybody. Because if you're not going to be good at it, don't do it, is what I tell people. Otherwise, it's just disappointing for everyone. Um, So a lot of people will use a private account as training wheels. They'll get good at things like memes or interactions, things like that, and then they're ready to launch publicly. And then we help them on their way there. Absolutely. Did you you see on Sunday night's episode of Keeping Up the Kardashians that they were saying they had their Finstas? I didn't have not seen that episode yet. I'm a little behind because I've been on the road. It's okay. It's okay. You'll catch but up. But finstas are a thing, and I learned about another thing. Tell from us. From some teens. A binsta. What which is that? for your BFFs, which is an even smaller insta that might be for five to eight people, is my learning. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. What? Binstas. Binsta. Yeah. These kids have a lot of... They keep me. They keep me on my toes. Yeah. I wow. have to tell you. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Wait, so can you tell us other kind of... Either some of your newest features that are your favorite or things that we can expect from Instagram coming soon. Yes. Uh, There's a lot that I'm excited about. One of the recent things that I think is going to have a huge impact is we launched donation stickers. I don't know if you've seen them, but now, at least in the United States, you can put a sticker and raise money for a cause. So Miley Cyrus did it for the Happy Hippie Foundation. Julia Roberts did it for GLSEN, which is amazing Amazing. LGBTQ plus uh, nonprofit. Um, So I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping over time, it's really early, we can raise a ton of money for causes. Uh, so I'm really excited about that and the impact we can have there. Oh That's the first thing. Um, we're also working on a bunch of shopping features, which I think is going to be huge. So now you can shop in posts and click on products and go out and buy them directly on the websites. But we just launched something called Checkout, which we're just still testing, where you can put your credit card details into Instagram and buy in just a couple of clicks right off the platform, which I think is going to be a game changer. Oh, because, my God, yeah. You know, go to your favorite brand. You see something on Zara, couple clicks, it's on its way to you, shipped. All your information is saved and ready to go. And then you go back to your 
happy browsing it of sounds, the theater stories. It sounds equally as amazing as it does dangerous for we'll me. Be <laughs> we'll yeah. be broke. We all be will be in that we'll boat together. Amazing, amazing. Have amazing skincare products, accessories, and maybe gravity blankets, whatever people <laughs> uh, are selling us oh on the platform. <laughs> for no tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, the convenience of that is, is unbelievable. Can I ask you a question? Of what course. is it like being on the Instagram side of it right when you roll out a new feature and people start to use it? Is there like a panic that comes over the office or like a, a quiet anxiety or is there so much excitement to see how people are going to respond? It's so much excitement. So when we launch a big new product, we have a war room. Everyone comes in really early and we all sit in that room with the engineers. People are coding. They're pushing the code out live. Sometimes we have people on video conference from other offices around the world that are working on it. And there's this huge camaraderie um, to see this go out. And then we watch the numbers and see how people are using things and how they're reacting. It's it's like having a baby in a way, in a, right. you know, putting this new feature out in the world and to see it get used organically is super exciting. It's an unbelievable feeling. Oh, of my God. Course. Do you have a favorite moment of a feature that you rolled out? Well, I, there are two really big ones that stick out in my mind. The first is when we launched Stories, uh, which was a really exciting time. I think if you think back it's almost hard to remember a world where there was just the feed on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and people were posting these perfect pictures. And I thought, we need a way for, not just I, but we, we need a way for people to express themselves in a more casual way. Stories really served that. And I was just wondering, will all of these people who like to post these perfect pictures want to share behind the scenes? Because that's what stories should be. And it was like lifting a veil. And all of a sudden, your favorite fashion influencer was doing this amazing video content behind the scenes showing you how they put together a look or what they do with their friends or what happens when they go to dinner. And you could just see it work, which was really exciting. Oh, my God, yes. The second I loved was IGTV, which we launched about a year ago. And to see people start to put up this longer-form video, see all these digital creators be be able to do this long-form content was super exciting right. to launch. And we did it right before VidCon. I don't know if you all have ever been to VidCon, but I really recommend it. <laughs> um, and just to feel that excitement from a really big teen audience and feel right. that energy was really big for me. And I felt, it felt great. Well, I, I would imagine it's super validating almost, right? It's like you have this idea, you recognize this need. And I know I'm saying you collectively, the team. And then to see people put it to use and really appreciate the features, I can only imagine. That's like a validation on a massive scale. It is. It's huge. Sometimes you're half dead by the time it comes of out because you put sure. in so much work. Um, and then we have a very short celebration. And then we start fixing things and iterating on the next. So it's always moving. It's like a living, right. breathing thing, which is... Uh, which is exciting, exhausting, exhilarating, all the emotions in one. I think what's so amazing about hearing you talk about it is I think that we all like collectively forget that there are other people on the other side of Instagram. Like in in our minds it just it just happens like cuz we don't consciously think about the people making those changes. And that's one of the things I like my team to be is that, you know, if you're if you have this huge account you have so much going on, on Instagram. It can feel high stakes sometimes. And to know that there's a face behind it, right. that we're real people um, that can help you with your issues um, and that really care about what's yeah. happening on the platform is is really big. And so we really try to put that face out there because people just imagine it's a bunch of robots right. behind the scenes. And we're real. 
No, absolutely. I mean, I can imagine how, I don't know. I'm having like an out-of-body experience right now. Are you? Yes. <laughs> this is like, first of all, you you basically created our jobs, number one. <laughs> you all created your jobs, by the way. I don't I know. Mean, it's brilliant. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Wow. Oh my God. I have so many just, my mind is just going with questions and things. And can you tell us, because people always ask us what, and we obviously have no idea, what is it like working at Instagram? Like, how would you describe the culture there? So the culture is awesome. I love it. I, Instagram's still a pretty small team. Uh, you think you think it'd be big? We have over a billion users around the world, but right. we operate as a really small crew, which I love. And I think the culture really reflects the platform. So it's very creative. It's very kind. It's colorful, uh, and. There are a lot of just visionary people throwing really big ideas out there and a lot of people running to see how we could possibly do them. So, for example, shopping's a great example. How do you look to build a totally new way to shop and actually execute that? There's a million steps to get there. So it's kind of this incredible place where you could throw that out there and then a bunch of people just jump in, all hands on deck, to help you figure out how to actually get there. And it's unbelievable to see all those pieces actually come into place. The other thing that I love is that it's just a really nice group of people. I have just never worked in an environment where people, it's almost aggressively nice, we say sometimes, (laughs) um, because there's a ton to work through. So we always think that the better relationships we have, the easier it is to work through all those things. Um, And then it's a pretty happy place because we get to see things like your account, pop up, and we just get to watch them grow, evolve, all those things. And it's really inspiring. So you feel that energy within the company. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, first of all, just talking to you for what? I don't even know how long it's been. Just hearing your your passion is, like, contagious. Clearly, you love what you do. Like, I, this is your— right? It's my thing. I'm so—I I drink iced coffee all day, too, side <laughs> note, which is actually part of this. But— um, yeah, the, we live and breathe this, and we work a lot. The internet never closes, so you really got to like it we, as well. Totally. Oh, my God. I have two very specific questions that I just Bring know that on. I have you here I want to know. Okay, in our particular case, the way that we always saw was that there were two algorithm changes. The first was that when you were scrolling through, you'd see, you know, like, view all comments and then the bottom two. And the first was the bottom two that showed up were, like, dependent on who you were following. So they were the verified people, but it was changing. Let's say Julie followed a certain people and I followed other people, it would be different. The second change was then when all the blue checks went to the top. That must have been a conscious shift, right? Yeah. So you're talking about the comments specifically? Specifically. Yeah. So basically what the way we look at it is we want people to get the content that's or the comments that are most relevant to them right at top. So we, you know, we think about you know, what your relationship is with that person. Do you both follow each other? How much you comment, et cetera. There are a bunch of things that go in there to make sure uh, that surfaces. Uh, and so that's really the first thing we do. I think I'm trying to remember when all the, the blue check marks went to the top. That's probably very specific um, to you all and the accounts that you see. But it's actually probably because those accounts are interacting so much. And all that's showing up at the top for you because these names are so big and they're so highly engaged with one another. Um, But we always iterate. Algorithms are living, breathing things. There's always more content. There's always more uh, comments. And so you'll see these things change. Sometimes a design tweak 
will make the engagement better. So we're always looking to right. see what will make it work the best. Right, which makes total sense. <laughs> My second, I know you're thinking the same thing I am. Remember for like maybe 20 minutes when Instagram decided to change their scrolling? Oh, please. You were in Pilates on the heaven. You don't even know the panic that set in. <laughs> please, please, you tell it then. Of course you remember when Instagram decided to, or glitched, and the Instagram posts were a slide instead of going up and down. And I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, I'm out of a job. And then 20 minutes later, it was back. And I was like, that was the worst 20 minutes of my life. And Emma comes out of Pilates. She's like, what I miss? I'm like, what did you miss? <laughs> I had about 250 texts. <laughs> so we test stuff all the time. Right. Uh, we, we have engineers building things. We have designers designing different mocks. And we will do these small tests. Employees will test stuff to see if we even like it. Tons of stuff gets built that never goes out to the world. Right. And in that case, it went out to a lot of the world <laughs> when it shouldn't have. Right. So that was just an honest mistake. Um, and we said, sorry, everybody, for the slight panic. Um, and that's something that we didn't decide to proceed with. But there are all sorts of things getting tested. And in that particular case, sadly, it got pushed to a bunch of people when yeah. it shouldn't have. Um, and there was a lot of feedback right away, which is important. We love the feedback from the community, see what people like, what they don't. It helps us iterate all the time. And we're always trying to think about what the next step is because we want to evolve Instagram. We want to evolve what it is. I just... I think back to the journey when I started Instagram. It was those really overly filtered photos. Totally. And then we added video and then stories and then IGTV. I mean, it's such and a progression. It's just such a progression. So we're always thinking about the next things to always stay fresh. Yeah. Totally. And I guess kind of, you know, on the point you were talking about with authenticity, I feel like there's this trend now, and tell me if you think I'm wrong, of I was actually, I think I, it was on Eva Chen's story that I was watching her talk about it, where everybody's kind of moving away from this perfectly curated feed and really just showing more almost like story-like content in their grid. Does that resonate with you or do you think? It does. I mean, I think that's where things are headed. Right. I think for a long time, and even before we had stories, I think Instagram was getting too perfect. And I think that got boring to people. I think people, because of stories, because of the product evolution, because of people, what people are getting used to in terms of seeing from their friends, from brands even from celebrities, they expect this more authentic content. And I think because people expect it, they engage with it more. So I think it's definitely a best practice to show that, to be authentic. I think it's going to get people higher engagement. And we definitely see that. And you see these things as trends, right? We've moved from this hyper-perfect world of just photos to more video to much more raw content, which you know, we all love because Absolutely, it's giving right. us a real view into what's happening in, in a lot of the accounts that you all cover. No, totally. I mean, that's we talk about that all the time. Yeah. The raw the better as far as we're concerned. Agreed. <laughs> it is my personal goal to get Julia Roberts to turn on her comments for people who she doesn't follow because right now she has it only for people she follows. And she's been vocal about that in saying that— uh, you know, she's kind of like afraid of what could go on in the comment section. It's <laughs> me and Julia are literally like here behind these. Come on, Julia, it's it's going to be okay. I think you all <laughs> should set a personal goal of getting her on this podcast. I mean, I, I'm well, that I'm too. Here for that. <laughs> I'm here for that. You think it can happen? You never know. I mean, once again, I I truly and I'm not kissing up here. No. I really think the business model that you all are building is what a lot of the future looks like for media companies. And I think that's really important. So you, you never know who would be coming through your door next. 
to be on this podcast because you guys have such a specific view. I think you have such an engaged and uh, excited following. I think the sky's the limit for you. I truly do. Thank You're just you. at the beginning. God, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to start crying again. I don't know. This is such an emotional day. Thank you so much for being here, for doing this. I mean, for just being, when you messaged me, I was like, Julie, you are not going to believe this. No, I, lo- I love it. I can't believe you guys are having me on. I really, I feel like I just sit in Silicon Valley and do my thing, occasionally have brunch with the Fosters when they're cool (laughs) enough to come down off the mountain and hang out with me, Um, but then kind of go back to my laptop. And so to actually be here in New York on this podcast, I feel like I've arrived. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. We feel like we have arrived. Thank you for everything and for giving us a career and for just being so excited and fun. Don't forget. You all gave yourselves your career. You guys have done all the work, and the idea is genius. So congratulations. Thank Thank you you so so much. Charles Forge, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like Generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service... I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile It helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.